Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. All right, today's a big old Tuesday. Week 8 in the NFL has just wrapped up last night with the Monday night game of Giants at the Chiefs. And once again, folks, the turnovers of the Chiefs is the problem, folks. They win. It's great. But we had a bar going in this week for the Chiefs team, and we will not be buying them heading into Week 9. Yes, they got the win. Great for them, but still the turnovers is the case. So we're going to be breaking down that game. Um, today is uh, Tuesday, so we rearrange our top 10, our power rankings here in the NFL, and we've got some good movement, and we do have a new team cracking the top 10. Yeah, yeah we're going to shout this team out. One team's out, one team's in, in our new power rankings, and then we've got to shout out the tight end performances this week. A little bit of lackluster week for the tight ends this, uh, this, uh, this week, folks. I mean, we've only got four real tight ends to shout out, and one is kind of a little out of pity. So, um, yeah, the tight ends kind of taking a week off. Maybe they kind of gave it all they had during tight end day last week. It wasn't a great, it wasn't a great week for the tight ends, but there's some couple to shout out. Um, and then always we gotta do our NBA daily ten. So uh, let's start with that. Ten minutes on the clock. The next ten minutes uninterrupted basketball talk. So let's kick it off. And the clock starts now. Alrighty. In the NBA, some solid games on last night, folks, and a lot to talk about. So let's go to the first matchup here: Cavs at the Hornets, and the Cavs win 113-110. Great. Win for this Cavs team. Darius Garland, 16 points, fantastic four assists. Colin Sexton, 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. Alrighty, now they're starting to pick it up and both have real solid games. Both need to still continue to shoot better than what they are still doing. Darius Garland, one of six from three. Colin Sexton, one of five from three. Both shooting like under 40%. Like we need to get it up, but they're finding ways to win games and their scoring is starting to increase a little bit as the season progresses. So this Cavs team is all their guards and their big man, Jared Allen. And once again, he led the team in scoring. No surprise here. 24 points, 16 rebounds, a plus 12 on the floor. Yes, sir. Man, oh, man, I love it. You know, we love Jared Allen over here at Takes by Fans. And we want this Cavs team to be successful because Jared Allen is that good. And we don't want him to waste their talents because he's here for kind of the long haul, unfortunately. So very well done with the Cavs. Great bench play here by C.D. Osmond. 13 points coming off the bench. We'll definitely take that. And then Laurie Markkanen starting to to get going starting uh, three here 21 points eight rebounds and then Evan Mobley 15 points and 10 rebounds as well so a real great performance out here by this Cavs team and hey this is what we want to see so these next couple of games here let's see if they can kind of keep up this pace here because this is a good win against this Hornets team and an unfortunate loss for this Hornets team now. Ter uh, LaMelo Ball, 30 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds. How did they lose with LaMelo Ball having a fantastic game? Sheesh. Terry Rozier, 23 points, 6 rebounds. Fantastic. Mason Plumlee, 2.7 rebounds. But he was still a plus 13 on the floor, so we will give him that. And then Miles Bridges, 13 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds. But here is potentially the problem now. Kelly Oubre Jr., now he's on the bench again. Remember, Terry Rozier is back in the starting lineup like we like. We like Kelly Oubre off the bench in Terry Rogier at the two. I think this is the right decision. But 
Kelly Oubre Jr., bad performance last night. Two points, four rebounds, and he shot 12%, folks. One of eight from the field, 0 of three from three, and he was a minus 14 on the floor, truly hurting his team. So, Kelly Oubre, we saw him flounder big time with the uh, with the uh, Warriors last season. That was the perfect fit for Kelly Oubre Jr. You know, he had the car commercial reminding everybody, hey, I'm Tsunami Poppy, but, you know, you really floundered, and now you're kind of floundering here off the bench. So, unfortunate there, but P.J. Washington got it done, 18 points, 4 rebounds, and then Cody Martin also off the bench, 10 points, 4 assists, and 6 rebounds. Just unfortunate here that the uh, Hornets lost, but I'm liking what we could potentially see. What is this Cavs team now? 4-4, four and four. hey, at 500, got kind of, you know, the first 8 games, feet underneath you. We need the guards to pick it up and continue to play like they've been playing. I want to keep a watchful eye on this Cavs team. Let's see if they can make something of themselves this season. Alrighty, next game up here is the Spurs and the Pacers, and hey, the Pacers get a win, folks. Sheesh. They win 138-118 over the Spurs here. DeBonta Sabonis, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 73% on 15 shots. Classic Sabonis game. Miles Turner, 19 points, 8 rebounds. Karis LeVert, 16.7 assists. Everybody in their starting lineup did really gosh dang good out here. And then we have Justin Holiday coming off the bench with 17 points and 4 assists as well. So, alrighty, all the scores were out here for this Pacers team. And this is what it's going to take for them to win these games. Everybody's got to be on point. Not just a bonus. Not just a bonus in Turner. Everybody. So, we'll see if they can kind of keep up this level of play here. But, what is, is this what, their third win of the, two, the second? Second win of the season, folks, two and six. So uh, Pacers have just been being the classic Pacers all season, and they get wins, but it's not going to really result in anything. So we'll see. You know, if the Pacers can kind of string a couple together, we'll maybe start to buy into them, but not just quite yet. They do get the win. All right, the Spurs, a uh, little, uh, little uh, not great offensively here. Um, nobody put up more than 20 points um, in this game, but a lot of people with double digits, so that's great, but they didn't just have that take-over-the-game score, and that's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, you got to try and put up 131 points. That's a lot of points to put up, especially when you just don't have that kind of number one option, unfortunately. DeJounte Murray, 16 points, 16 assists, real good game. Derek White, 13 points, 7 assists, good game, shooting 40%. Jacob Potal down low, 11.6 rebounds. Keldon Johnson at the 4, 9 points, 4 assists, 5 Five rebounds, Lonnie Walker, 10 points, 4 rebounds, so they all had a pretty good game, and then look at this bench scoring off the bench, folks, jeez, Devin Vassell, 15 points, Bryn Forbes, 10 points, uh, Kieta Bates-Diop, 10 points, 7 rebounds, and then Jock Landel, 10 points off the bench as well, so they got real great contribu contribution of scores, just wasn't enough to uh, beat the Pacers uh, when they only had one win, they really wanted to get that second win here, so Pacers get the win, 131-118. All right, next game up here is the Blazers at the 76ers, and maybe Damian Lillard should have kind of taken a trade this offseason. It just seems like, you know, this Pacers team has been right at the cusp of kind of breaking through to be like an elite-level team these like 
last two, three years, and it's just not looking as good this season. Is it done? We know it's hard to kind of, in any sports league, to maintain a top-level spot, and the Pacers, maybe they, or the Blazers, I should say, uh, maybe the Blazers have reached their peak, you know, n not getting to the finals. I think, did they get to the Eastern Conference finals maybe like three years ago, but always kind of like second-round exits, stuff like that, so maybe Maybe they just reached their peak together. Maybe Damian Lillard should have just been like, yeah, all right, we had my time here. It wasn't great, but he's taking it out, so we give the man credit. Just unfortunate, another loss here. And what do we got? Uh, three and four to start the season. That's not the Blazers that we know and love. This is not the Damian Lillard we know and love. Damian Lillard is not playing like Damian Lillard, folks. Uh, 20 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. All that is real good. That's good. But the shooting, the efficiency is not. 2 of 9 from 3, 35% on 20 shots. That is not it. CJ McCollum, 20 points. Nurchit, 7 points, 9 rebounds. Norman Powell, 22 points. So, yeah, the classics are all getting it done. But once again, it's just not winning and you have to kind of be above I mean this Blazers team was never kind of the top teams in the league they still have work to go and they're under what they've been these last couple of years so far so Anthony Simons with 17 points off the bench I love that let's see if this man can really kind of break out this season we'll keep an eye on that but then let's talk about the 76ers who got the win. Seth Curry, 23 points. Once again, led the team in scoring, and he's getting it done, folks. We can't stress how much we love Seth Curry on this team enough. Tyrese Maxey, 10 points, 7 assists, a plus 11, folks. Only taking 8 shots. He knows his place in this offense, and he's running it to almost perfection. I'm loving the 76ers here without Ben Simmons. Uh, Andre Drummond playing the 5 here. No... Uh, no Joel Embiid, so Andre Drummond at the 5, 14 points, 7 assists, 5 steals, 15 rebounds. What a game by him in his first kind of start here because they got Joel Embiid. Furkin Korkma is playing the 4, uh, 15 points, 5 assists, getting it done. Danny Green, 11 points coming out of his shell and scoring. And then George's Nyang, 21 points off the bench. Shake Milton, 10 points off the bench. Wow, what a game here. Missing their top two players. Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid and they still win and put up how many points? 113. We are loving what we're seeing so far from the 76ers team real early on in the season. Absolutely love it. Uh, 76ers get the win, 113-103 over the Blazers. All right, then we get the Wizards at the Hawks, and the Hawks kind of get back on track, winning here. Fantastic. Trey Young, 26 points, 6 assists. Clint Capella, 16 points, 12 rebounds. Fantastic. We're running out of time, so let's speed this up a little bit. Wizards here, Kyle Kuzma, 18 points, 6 rebounds, solid game. Bradley Beal, 24 points. Uh, Montrezl Harrell back down to the bench. Do we like it? 13 points, 8 rebounds. He still played 33 minutes, so he was still playing kind of starting minutes, just not in the starting lineup. Uh, so still a good game by Montrezl Harrell. We're loving it. Um, and that was really it. Just unfortunately come up a little short in this kind of high-powered offense uh, teams here. Wizards, Hawks. Hawks get the win, 118-111. All right, then we get the Bulls at the Celtics, and another loss for the Celtics team, folks. What are they at now? Two and five. Yikes. Uh, Bulls win big, 128-114. It's mother-loving DeMar DeRozan, folks. Holy moly. Ever since he's moved to the four, folks, this man has been exploding points-wise. 37 points, seven rebounds. Fantastic. Uh, Vucevic, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Nine assists, very close to a triple-double. Lonzo Ball, 12 points, six assists, four rebounds. And then Zach Levine, 26 points, seven assists, and three rebounds. So we know this kind of core 
4-4 here for the Bulls is absolutely pristine. Derek Jones Jr. still getting uh, minutes off the bench. 21 minutes. Love it. 9 points, 4 rebounds, a plus 23 on the floor. We'll take that all day as well. Fantastic job here by the Bulls. We are loving the Bulls as well. And now let's talk about this Celtics team because this is not good here by the Celtics, folks. It's only Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We know this, and now everybody knows it because we're going to read a tweet in a second here. But uh, Jason Tatum, 20 points. Jalen Brown, 28 points, 7 rebounds. They both led the team in scoring, obviously. Robert Williams at the 5. That is our 10 minutes, but let's finish up the rest of this quickly. Robert Williams still playing the 5 here. Six points, five rebounds. Marcus Smart at the one, 16 points, and no assists. How you play the one and get no assists? Uh, so they lose the game. In what we've been saying about this Celtics team, now Marcus Smart is saying this. This is a quote on Marcus Smart. Quote, I can only do so much just standing in the corner. Everybody's scouting it. A scouting report is to make Jason and Jalen try to pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball, and that's something they're going to learn. So, yeah, Marcus Smart's getting a little fed up here, and this is what we've said. Hey, yeah, those two players are great, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but we need something else here. Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder needs to step it up. We need these rookies here, Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Nesmith, to really kind of start taking off as well and just do something else about this lineup. Get Dennis Schroeder at the starting one. Marcus Smart cannot be the starting point guard on this team he's good but move it around a little bit maybe you know like maybe move him to the three have Tatum play the four Mar uh, Marcus Smart at the three Jalen could stay at the two and then Dennis Schroeder at the one I think that's probably how you have to run the Celtics offense but they're losing games this is you know we've never bought this Celtics team so far this season and now Marcus Smart's kind of speaking out hey this is not a good team this is not a good offense which is two ball dominant players and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and it's leaving nothing nothing else open and nobody else is getting shots here so Celtics lose and we can kind of expect them to keep on losing this is not a great team overall Bulls get the win 128-114 and we'll see if um, the Celtics change anything in their offense. All right, then we get the Raptors beating the Knicks here, 113-104. This Raptors team, once again, give credit to Nick Nurse. This man can coach, folks. OG Ananubi, what a game, 36 points, 6 rebounds. Uh, Fred VanVleet, 17 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds. Gary Trent Jr., 26 points, 4 steals, fantastic. Um... Ken Birch off the bench, six points, eight rebounds, and a plus 20 on the floor. That's absolutely great. So this young Toronto Raptor squad is getting wins here. Uh, what's the record so far this season? Five and three. Wow. Nick Nurse, you know, reshuffling the pieces. Still doesn't have Pascal Siakam waiting for him to get back, and they're still winning games. Credit to Nick Nurse. Uh, you know, we've kind of saw that kind of post-championship era start to decline every single season, but now Nick Nurse is like, all right, I'm back locked and loaded here. I got new players, young players. Let's go to war, and now they're winning games again. Give credit to Nick Nurse. Now the Knicks unfortunately lose. Evan Fournier, only 12 points, maybe his worst shooting night on this Knicks team. 38% from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, not enough to get it done. Kemba Walker, uh, 15 points, 3 assists, outscoring Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a little struggling off the bench these last couple of games here. Julius Randle, 22 points, 5 assists, 9 rebounds, great. R.J. Barrett, 27 points, 6 rebounds. Unfortunately, just come up a little short here against the Raptors. Knicks lose. Then we get the Nuggets at the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies win. 106-97 over the Nuggets. Big win there. 
Michael Porter Jr., once again, only 10 points. His scoring production needs to be what it was last season. He just got paid coming off the uh, little bit of an injury um, at, in the playoffs last year. Really not living up to himself just quite yet. The defense is still there. Offense is not. Aaron Gordon, 15 points. Joe Kick led the team in scoring 23 points. Uh, now for the Grizzlies, John Moran, 26 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. Uh, Steven Adams down low, 6 points, 7 rebounds. Very well done. Um, off the bench here, they got really great production here. Tyus Jones, 17 points off the bench. Xavier Tillman, 12 points, 5 rebounds off the bench. So nice collective effort here by the Grizzlies, and they get the win. Last two games quickly, Magic beat the Timberwolves. Wow, With Magic win 115-97, and man, oh man, we say it all the time, Cole Anthony is doing whatever is necessary to make this team win games. We give credit, Cole Anthony, folks, holy moly, second-year player here, and he is kind of starting to kind of come out and emerge like a LaMelo, like an Anthony Edwards. Do we dare say Cole Anthony is in the same conversation as those two rookies from last year? I think we have to. This man is the only man on this team, and he's getting it done. 31 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds, a plus 19 on the floor. Holy moly. Also, let's shout out Franz Wagner, 28 big old points as well. He's the starting three, and he's a rookie. Holy moly, this young Magic team. Mo Bamba still getting it done at the five, 8 points, 10 rebounds. Jalen Suggs at the one, 15 points, 4 rebounds. Real, real, real big credit, and shout out to Cole Anthony. Give this man some big old respect and credit. What do we got for this Magic team. What's their record? Two and six, so still not great like we know, but man, oh man, Cole Anthony is impressive, folks. This is a good win against a good Timberwolves team. All right, now let's quickly go over this Timberwolves. Uh, who did not step up here? D'Angelo Russell, only three points. Really bad night here. One of five from three, one of eight from the field. Not great. Uh, Anthony Edwards, 24 points. Carl Anthony Towns, 23 points, 16 rebounds, six assists. And this is kind of where they run into a little bit of a problem. This Timberwolves team is all about the big three of Russell, Edwards, and Towns. They really just don't have that kind of fourth option or really anything great coming off the bench here. So they'll have... They'll have to try and get that figured out here. Malik Beasley off the bench, 11 points. Didn't really shoot well, 25% on 16 shots. And then we had Naz Reed, 10 points as well. That's solid, but we need something else out here. We'll see if they can kind of get that... Uh kind of fourth option, six man off the bench. That's what they're going to have to develop if they want to kind of go far in the playoffs. So, Magic get the win 115-97 and then the last game on last night was the Thunder at the Clippers. Clippers get the win 99-94. to Very well done to Paul George. You know, once again, he's really the only player on this Clippers team because they still don't have Kawhi Leonard. They won't for really the entire season. So, Paul George goes 32 points, 7 assists, 3 steals, 1 blocks, 9 rebounds, uh, 5 of 8 from three fantastic and then we have Reggie Jackson at the one 15 points Zubak down low, 3 points, 5 rebounds. Batum at the 4, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Off the bench here, Terrence Mann, 10 points, 5 rebounds. Real solid uh, production from him. Also a plus 16 on the floor. And then Luke Kennard uh, as well, 14 points. And I believe he had a big shot in the fourth quarter. Uh, 14 points and 4 rebounds as well. So give credit to Paul George. He has to be the man here, the, the score, the facilitator, really kind of everything here. And he's stepping up big time real early on. So shout out to Paul George having a real great start to the season. And then the Thunder, um, you know, we nothing great. Shea Gillis Alexander, 28 points, fantastic, seven rebounds. That's really it. No Lugan Stort didn't play, so that's why the game was a little close here, and that was really it. Just Shea Gillis Alexander, nothing else great on that Thunder team. 
Alrighty, so that is all the NBA from last night. We got anything good on today, Tuesday, any national televised games. We got Bucks, Pistons. We get Heat Mavericks, 730 TNT. Gonna love watching that Heat team. Truly watch the Heat, folks. They are a great team. Kings at Jazz, Pelicans at Suns. That's on at 10 o'clock on TNT. And then Rockets at Lakers at 1030. So uh, probably the best matchup here, Heat and Mavericks. Let's watch some Heat basketball. Alrighty, that is our NBA Daily 10. Alrighty, now let's head over. We had N uh, NFL on last night. Giants at the Chiefs. Monday Night Football to close out Week 8 in the NFL. And, you know, what was this final spread? Double digits, like 9. I, th I think it was like 9 points. I think it closed at Chiefs minus 9. And they only win by 3 here because of why, folks? Say it with me. The turnovers. That is the only problem with the Chiefs. I mean, if you are watching the pregame show or the halftime reporter on Twitter everyone was trying to you know debate and figure out what is wrong with this Chiefs team oh my god they're so bad Patrick Mahomes not good anymore Andy Reid is overrated everyone was just trying to figure out what is going wrong with this Chiefs team but we know what's wrong with this Chiefs folks this Chiefs team folks we say it um, almost every week here since it's really started to show what was wrong with it and it's only the turnovers they don't force these turnovers they put up basically 30 points every single game they had two turnovers the first one on the first drive of the game here and it took place at the five yard line third and goal from the five so at least would have gotten three points and most likely probably seven um you know because it's Patrick Mahomes, so let's count it at just three right there since it was third and goal. That's three points. And then we get a fumble in the third quarter, this time by Travis Kelsey. And once again, this is the entire team. It's not just on Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's throwing the interceptions, but it's also the fumbling with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It's the um, not being ready for the ball in Tyreek Hill for some of Patrick Mahomes' interceptions. And then it's Travis Kelsey as well, fumbling the ball. What's going on with the tight end starting to fumble? What We don't do that around here. Y'all got to clean that up. Come on. Um, once again, bad week for the tight ends all around. So, and they fumbled here at the Giants 38-yard line. So, once again, probably another three points at minimum. So, they're leaving six points on the board. They have the six points. They kind of pushed the spread, whatever you locked it in at. That's a nine-point win there for the Chiefs. So, it's just, once again, these turnovers truly hindering this Chiefs team. Yes, they still win. But, once again, we're not going to be buying this Chiefs team. We set a bar heading into this week, into this game. Hey, the Chiefs, we will start buying them, but we cannot see any turnovers, no interceptions, no fumbles, no muff punts, nothing like that. And here we are getting an interception on the very first drive. Classic Chiefs, classic Chiefs so far. So that's all it is. It's not the talent, folks. Patrick Mahomes is still good. It's his magic factor. You know, what has made Patrick Mahomes so special over the last three years and basically ever since he came in the league was the magic. And the magic was always going Patrick Mahomes' ways. The no-look passes that were right on the money, uh, those weren't dropped and those weren't picked. So, you know, the magic was, you know, positive there. It's Patrick Mahomes, you know, escaping out of the pocket and, you know, doing like a 25-second play of just 
running in the backfield and then it goes for a completion or he takes off the magic factor was always in favor of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that's why they've been so big that's why everybody's saying Patrick Mahomes is so great it was because of the magic factor and now because of all these turnovers the magic is starting to kind of even out a little bit I mean over the last three years I mean if we're putting a percentage on the magic that the Chiefs had over the last three years it was probably like 80% everything was going right for the magic side like 80% and you know about the magic it's gonna kind of find a way to even out and it's starting to even out this year we're starting to get that magic not go Patrick Mahomes way they're losing they're turning over the ball the games are close so now we've had 80% over the last couple of seasons so far they're four and four so now we have 50% so we're close of truly evening out here so maybe a little bit of a rough patch for this Chiefs team over the next couple of weeks here we'll see how they go kind of towards the back end of the season if the magic is truly starting to really be center here where we can start buying this Chiefs team because once the magic gets to 50% then they're golden again for another kind of 80% run and then we'll go three years later where okay the magic kind of reigns them back in a little bit so that's really all that's wrong with this Chiefs team the defense only gave up 17 points granted it was against the Giants who I mean all the receivers were getting knocked out of the game uh, not really good consistent play calling Daniel Jones some not great plays all around but, uh, you know, the, they were still getting it done. Forced a couple of turnovers. Fantastic, especially after the bad first interception by Patrick Mahomes where he tried to like jump and throw it and the ball just kind of sailed on him and that's why it was an interception. Uh, the defense goes and pick off Daniel Jones on the very first throw that he had. Unfortunate. And then they go down and score a touchdown and all is right in the world and uh, all of that. So, just unfortunate here with this Giants team, the offense, really nobody to go to. There was a great drive. The first touchdown drive here by the Giants. It started with three minutes in the first quarter, but this is exactly what we wanted to see from this Giants offense and what it could do. Jason Garrett kind of won us over on this drive, and if you followed us, uh, follow us on Twitter, we kind of live-tweeted, this is exactly what we wanted to see out of Jason Garrett's offense. Can he keep it up, or was it kind of a one-drive wonder? And it was a little bit of a one-drive wonder. Uh, uh, granted, once again, all the uh, receivers, you know, not having Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony going out and all of that. Uh, but this drive right here, I mean, we're just going to read through. It's 10 plays, 85 yards. It results in a touchdown, four minutes off the clock. Uh, first, first play, Daniel Jones runs two yards. We love Daniel Jones running. Uh, and then we have uh, Devin Booker up the middle for minus three yards, which sets up a third and 11, but they're aggressive. They go deep to John Ross, the speedster, and that connects for 50 yards. Once again, they did have a plethora of wide receivers coming into the season. We know it's been dwindling every basically day out here. Unfortunate. But, you know, they've had speeds. They have speedsters on this team. They have tall people on this team. They got big, beefy tight ends. They got uh, Kadarius Tony. I mean, they're deep, folks. We've talked about it, you know, really in depth the, this offseason. They've got the pieces to really do whatever they want on offense. Literally every single play that every other team has, they could put every single play in their playbook because they have all the pieces that all the other teams have. Uh, but they have every single piece on one team. 
So a 50-yard pass by Daniel Jones. We get a 19-yard pass uh, from Kadarius Tony. Yes, sir. He threw a pass to Sterling Shepard for 19 yards. Once again, a little bit of a misdirection, keeping the defense on their toes. Then they're back to the run game, picking up 11 yards. Another run for two yards. Daniel Jones trying to pass. Incomplete. Brings up third and goal. Pass. And then they sets up on fourth and one for the complete pass for three yards by Daniel Jones. And then aggressiveness goes for it. And then they hit Kyle Rudolph. So we had Daniel Jones running. We had Daniel Jones passing. We had Kadarius Tony uh, passing. We had Kevin, uh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Rudolph, their tight end, getting it done. The running back. We had uh, the the deep ball going. So this drive was absolutely fantastic by the Giants. But that's really all we kind of got. And uh, once again, is it just a talent, uh, you know, getting knocked out of the game, or is Jason Garrett just doesn't know how to call plays? I think we're kind of uh, leaning towards more the side of hey, Jason Garrett just isn't. 100% great at calling plays for a full game. Has some good drives here and there. We've seen this a couple of times, but uh, it's just not it for Jason Garrett. I think you got to get rid of the man. It's unfortunate, but I don't even think, if, even if they were 100% healthy, like they were 100% healthy the first couple of weeks here, it just never clicked, and it's still not clicking here. Alrighty, so the Chiefs go down, uh, tied 17-17. They get the ball back, and they go on a 11-play, 45-yard, three-minute drive, and the Giants just can't do anything. There's a minute and seven seconds left. Can't do anything. No receivers really left to do anything. And unfortunately, they lose by 320-17. So let's start breaking down some stats here. Daniel Jones, what do we make of Daniel Jones, man? It's just unfortunate. He makes some real boneheaded plays. That interception was awful, the first one. Uh, I think that's the only one. I think they only had one turnover, correct? Yeah, they only had one turnover. Yeah, so Daniel Jones turnover, really bad. Um, you know, not really moving the ball very well or consistently spotty offense. So Daniel Jones, he goes 22 of 32. 68%. We love that. 222 yards right on the border of Dink and Duncan. Good. Two touchdowns. The pick, unfortunate. Try to be competitive as much as he could. Once again, just everybody being out and not having your full complement of receivers and running backs. I get it here, but we still need Daniel Jones to kind of take over the reins and get it done somehow, and he's just not doing it. We can maybe give him one more year. What do we got? Uh, this is year three for Daniel Jones, correct? Let me double check. I'm almost positive it's a uh, third year here for Danny J. Third year. So, I mean, next year would be year four, and we've just gotten nothing really great from him this season. So, he's really going to have to clean it up at the back end. I'm sure he gets one more year, but, I mean... We've got to do something. And once again, it's hard because you've got Joe Judge, who I'm not 100% sold on as a head coach. We've got Jason Garrett, who I think we've been leaning towards falling off of as an offensive coordinator. And then we get Daniel Jones, you know, not having Saquon Barkley all of last year. And then he's banged up this year. And then Kenny Galladay, their big free agent signing, banged up this season as well. So it's tough for Daniel Jones that we feel from him. So we probably do give him one more year. But we want to see some good things at the back for the rest of the half of the back half of the season we've got to see this man start to progress and we've just not seen this man progress it's still the same old Daniel Jones that we saw from last season gotta see some improvement here alrighty so Daniel Jones, an overall okay game, but this was a winnable game. Multiple turnovers by the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they only put up 20 points. I mean, this was a winnable game and they just didn't do it. They were competitive, so we give them credit. Just didn't go out there and win it. Truly unfortunate. 
Uh, Kadarius Tony, one pass, one completion, 100% completion percentage. Oh my God, fantastic for 19 yards. Oh my God, he wasn't even dinking and dunking. Fantastic. Kadarius Tony, maybe he should be the quarterback, right? Let's not get too carried away. That accuracy wasn't that great. It was good because it was wide open, uh, but the accuracy, he's definitely not a quarterback. All right, Devontae Booker, I mean, give this man credit. Truly stepping up when he needed it to because, obviously, still no Saquon Barkley, hopefully back this week. But Devontae Booker running back for the Giants, 15 carries, 60 yards, 4 yards a carry. Daniel Jones took off 5 times, only 12 yards. So, you know, we've seen him be great in rushing the ball and getting it done down the field running-wise, just not this game. And then who was Daniel Jones throwing to? John Ross, two catches, 72 yards. Get that man more involved in the offense. Even if they had all their receivers healthy, I still want John Ross a huge part of this offense. A great speedster, and he showed it last night. Uh, Devontae Booker, uh, second leading receiver, five catches, 65 yards. Kadarius Tony, four catches, 26 yards. He got injured. Sterling Shepard, four catches, 25 yards. Elijah Penny, one catch, 16 yards. Evan Ingram, one catch, 15 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, two catches, 12 yards, a touchdown. So going to their tight ends in the red zone. Hey, we respect that. Absolutely. That's kind of when you use them, uh, 100%. So Giants just unfortunately come up a little bit short here. And then with this Chiefs team, Patrick Mahomes goes 29 of 48. Ooh, I don't know if that's great. Let's see. 29 of 48. We get 60% completion percentage. Real low for Patrick Mahomes standards. 275 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, unfortunate, the pick. Still the turnover, so did not mean our bar. We are not buying this team heading into next week. Uh, running game here, pretty solid here. Daryl Williams, 13 carries, 49 yards. And then Derek Gore, give this man credit, 11 carries, 48 yards, and a touchdown. So running back by committee without Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was really good out there. And then who was Patrick Mahomes throwing to? Tyreek Hill, leading receiver, 12 catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's so hard to cover because of that quick speed. You have to guard him down deep. You got to guard him shallow, all that, and he can blow by you in the blink of an eye. So Tyreek Hill still getting it done. We absolutely love it. Miko Hartman, five catches, 63 yards. Darrell Williams, six catches, 61 yards. Travis Kelsey, four catches, 27 yards. Demarcus Robinson, one catch, 18 yards. And Brian Pringle, one catch, 12 yards. So Chiefs get uh, get a get a win. It's good, but it's against the Giants and it's multiple turnovers and it's only 20 points. So if they can clean up the turnovers, we'll rebuy this team. But until they do so, we're not buying what they're selling. All right, so the Chiefs get the win 20 to 17. And then after the game, what do we got here? Head coach Joe Judge said after tonight's game that he's had headset issues in every game this season, home and away. It's why they've burned timeouts in some questionable situations. He didn't elaborate if it's a league or a team issue, but said, quote, it needs to be fixed fast. So leave it to the special teams coordinator. You know, he was a special teams coordinator for the New England Patriots, and then he got the head coaching job here for the Giants so that's not working and it's every game is it on you I don't know if that's an issue a technical issue I mean it's not it's even not happening at home games so Joe Judge what are you doing once again can we buy this coach if he can't even get the headset situation right what are we doing here with the Giants may need a draft overhaul this roster on paper is real good folks offensively defensively this is way better than a two-win team so we'll see what they do the coaching I I think it's going to be the biggest thing under the microscope um, after the season and especially if they don't kind of get it cleaned up a little bit as the back end of the season and the middle uh, half of the season starts to kind of progress here. So Joe Judge can't hear in the headset. How crazy. 
And then after the game, we got Andy Reid. Let's read some quotes from him. He says on the Chiefs' offensive struggles, says, quote, everything's not beautiful right now, but we're fighting through that. And that's exactly it. I mean, this team has been around the block, folks. Andy Reid's been around the block. This team as a whole has been around the block. And they know what they've got. They know, they know they're all talented. They've got the weapons all around. They're just turning the ball over. Penalties also kind of being a huge uh, factor of them kind of getting down and losing a little bit as well. So here we go, um, here we go, quote here by Andy Reid, quote, listen, everything's not beautiful right now, but we're fighting through that, and that happens in this game. Our guys battled, they didn't give up on each other, they kept working through what they could have been a, they could, they kept working through what could have been a time where you just throw your hands up and go, oh my god, things aren't working the way they're supposed to, guys didn't do that, we will build on that, let's keep going, I mean, they don't give these things away, and I think that's important for people to understand, and once again, just, you know, not, I mean, it's hard to maintain good kind of winning and being real great for year after year, even game after game, and this Chiefs team, I mean, we're heading into really kind of year four of their greatness so once again put that into perspective and all the turnovers and that they still got the talent folks Patrick Holmes is not a bad quarterback now just because you know they get off to a four and four start and then Patrick Mahomes says, uh, quote, I think we're going to snap out of it and a way to start executing. And when we do, we'll be a tough offense to stop. And that's exactly it. You clean up the turnovers. You clean up the penalties. I mean, they've proven already that they could score every single drive. We've already seen that this season, folks, against the Eagles. One interception, but then a touchdown on literally every single drive that they had for the game. So we know what this team can do. They're just turning over the ball. Unfortunate. So they got to clean that up. Uh, stop maybe trying to be too flashy. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is trying to be flashy. I don't think he is. He doesn't seem like the one that's like, I'm just going to be flashy. Seems like a down-to-earth personality that kind of knows how to win and you know will use the magic, will use the flash when he has to. Same thing like he does with the running the ball. He's not out here looking to run. If it's there, he'll take it. Um, but that's not his first or second or really third option out here. So... It's just the magic, folks. This Chiefs team is still good, folks. Let's not overreact too much on an entire team, all right? All right, so that was Monday Night Football from last night. Alrighty, let's head over and celebrate some tight ends this week, folks. In our tight end Tuesday, looking to figure out who's the best tight end in the league and who will graduate uh, tight end university class of 2021 with summa cum laude honors. So every single week we grade the best performances out here that had a big impact on why the team won or was close or whatever it was. And this week, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, hey, this was a little lackluster day by the tight ends usually we have like eight to ten and this week we only have to shout out four tight ends and uh, a little bit of a stretch on one or two of them just to kind of fill up the list a little bit so overall a little bit of a tight end hangover if you will from last week when it was tight end day when they all kind of really balled out and showed out and raised awareness to the tight ends and all that they took this week off a little bit a little disappointing maybe we should have counted this week as double grades to be like hey Got to keep you on your toes. We won't do that, but we probably should have. So here we go. Let's start talking about some tight ends in the first one. Let's get it out of the way. Truly unfortunate here. Let's shout out Robert Tanyan. He's down and out for the rest of the year, but he had a real big play here that helped the Packers win the, uh, against the Cardinals Thursday night, winning 24-21. to So truly unfortunate here for Robert Tanyan. Three catches for 49 yards. 
No touchdowns himself here, but a big play right here, so let's shout him out here. Um, here we go. Third quarter, two minutes and 11 seconds left. The Packers are up 17-14 to 14 here. I think I have to go back one play. I don't think this is the play. Um, yeah, this is... is this is, uh, is that the play? Is this the play I'm talking about? Hang on, folks. I did not have the right play queued up. I apologize. Uh, we want this play right here. The big play. Yeah, just one play out. All right. Here we go. This is the play. Here we go, folks. Packers up. Packers up, 17-14, second and six, third quarter, two minutes left, they're at their own 47-yard line, and here we go, dropping back to pass Aaron Rodgers, and then look at this, wide open, over the middle of the field is Robert Tanyan, and watch this man work, here we go, picks up another five, a nice stiff arm there to try to break that tackle, to give it all he got, brought the ball down to the 20-yard line, and unfortunately injured on this play as well, now this drive resulted in a touchdown to give them kind of a 24-14 lead fantastic here and we see Robert Tanya literally laid it all out there on the line and gets injured and he's out for the year truly unfortunate let's watch this one one more time I mean truly gave it his all running after the catch here picks up another kind of 12 10 12 yards right here because of the effort oh and I shorted him that's another 15 yards he picked up and unfortunately grabbing the back of that uh back of that leg and he is out for the year so Robert Tanya we're going to salute you one more time here. He's probably not going to be able to be the best tight end this season because he's not going to be playing for an entire half of the year. Truly unfortunate, but what he's done over the first eight games, truly great here. Let's get his uh, stats or his numbers up here, his grades up of what we've seen from him so far. We had a B plus in week two, and then he showed out last week at tight end day getting two A minuses. We are going to give him a B minus for that big old catch right there. And, lay, you know, B plus because he had the effort. He was looking for the stiff arm to get a couple more yards, and that's kind of really when it happened. So very well done. B plus for Robert Tanyan. The last time we're going to be seeing him this year, truly unfortunate speedy recovery we hope and uh we'll hope we get to see him next year because robert tanyan is one of the emerging tight ends in this league Alrighty, next tight end we got a shout out here is Tyler Croft. Ooh, for the Jets. First time getting on our list. We have not shouted out this man, this tight end yet before because the Jets haven't really shouted out anything because they've been really lackluster altogether. But here we go. Tyler Croft coming up big time. Only two catches for 20 yards, but he had the game-winning touchdown catch, folks. Absolutely fantastic. Jets down 26-31, to 31, down five points with four minutes minutes left in the fourth quarter and we get a second and nine at the Bengals 13 yard line empty backfield here for the backup quarterback Mike White and who does he go to in the end zone Tyler Croft oh maybe Zach Wilson start using Tyler Croft a little bit more here we go dropping back to pass plenty of time to throw and then there he is wide open found the space in the back of the end zone easy catch looked it in textbook catch there and that's the game winner y'all know we love game winners out here especially for this Jets team going against a team that they really should not have won against absolutely clutch and that's what they teach at tight end university baby clutch 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 so very well done Tyler Croft 
We're going to give him an A, folks. He comes on the board hot, folks, an A. Give this man credit. And hopefully we get to see more of him as uh, the season progresses and this kind of Jets team has a little momentum under them. So very well done. Tyler Croft, an A for his Week 8 performance. Alrighty, next tight end up here. We're going Jeff Swaim. Tight end here for the Titans. And once again, not a great day overall, but had a real great catch here. Four catches for 23 yards, but he had a touchdown. And this was a huge, important touchdown here. We knew this Titans team got out to a rough start. They're down 14-0. And what happens here on third and two? They go to Jeff Swaim in the end zone for the touchdown. Now, if he drops this, it brings up fourth and two. Do the Titans kick? a field goal and now it's 14-3 still two possessions or do they go for it on fourth and two and not get it because they probably don't target Jeff Swain on fourth down because they're stupid and then they're still down 14-0 and they can't engineer the comeback it all starts with the tight ends it started with the tight ends here in Tennessee it ended with the tight ends at the Jets clutch 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 y'all know the tight ends do this baby come on come on so here we go second quarter Titans down 14-0 third and two uh, backfield here shotgun snap here for Ryan Tannehill, fake to Derrick Henry, and boom. Look at that tight throw by Ryan Tannehill. Great throw, too, and a great catch right here over the middle of the field. Let's watch Jeff Swain work right here at the tight end position. Just It's simple, folks. Nobody even puts a body on him, and what a great catch right there. Defender's very close to him, takes a shot there, but he holds on to it, and he gets the Titans back out to a great start, 14-7, and they're able to win the game because of this. It starts with the tight ends, folks. So, another first time, Jeff Swaim. I don't think we've put this man on our list before. I believe we have Anthony Fersker, the other tight end there for the Titans. But we do not have Jeff Swaim. So, let's get this man on the list. Once again, a round of applause for these newcomers. Tyler Croft, Jeff Swaim, give it up for these guys out here. And we're going to give Jeff Swaim a good old A-. minus. That's real good work out there, Jeff Swaim. Fantastic clutch when he needed it to be got them out starting scoring wise and they were able to take advantage for the rest of the game so Jeff Swain a plus baby for his week eight performance and then only one more tight end out here folks we're going to the Steelers Steelers game for Pat Faramuth, folks. All righty. Solid workout here for Faramuth. Four catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. This first one, here we go. Big catch that results into a touchdown. Uh, for, that results in a touchdown. But we get second and eight. Steelers down 10 to three in the third quarter with only four and a half minutes left. Here we go. Big Ben empty backfield. Second and eight, looking to go deep. And look at that pair, Faramuth catches the ball right on the goal line. A quick little simple out route on the uh, on the line of scrimmage. He's going to catch this ball. And then what else do they teach at tight end universities besides being clutch and being great and being magnificent and being a great catcher and a blocker and all that? Well, they teach you how to kind of create open space. And then look at that juke says, whoop, sends that uh, defender flying, stays on his feet and picks up another 20 yards right there. 
because these tight ends are athletes, folks. They will make you miss. You better make sure that you're able to wrap these guys up or they're going to make you look like clowns like Fairmouth just did right there. This drive results in a touchdown. And then here we go. Now they're down one point. They went for two, didn't get it, and they didn't target Fairmouth. How unfortunate. Now here we go. Fourth and goal. Fourth and goal in the fourth quarter. 11 minutes left. Down one. Who do you target on fourth and goal? I mean, this is who you really trust. One play. Don't if you uh, if it's incomplete, you lose the you lose the possession. You're still down. But who do you trust here in the clutchness? Got to go with the tight ends, absolutely. And here we go. Fourth and goal from the two yard line. Big Ben. Shotgun dropping back and then instantly looks for Fairmouth. Throws a little bit of a jump ball. Not the best thrown, but watch this man catch the ball. Great concentration right here. Little not great thrown here by... I mean, look at that. I mean, it's up there. It's good. And he goes up and catches it. Great catch right there. Bobbles and then toe taps as well. Let's see if we get a replay from the back angle because we have to watch this toe tap. This is some great toe tapping right here, folks. Let's watch the toe tap one more time. Here we go. Kind of catches it, comes out of his hands, keeps his eyes on it. What concentration. And that's a course over there at tight end university. Concentration. And every tight end takes that. Fairmouth is kind of sitting at the front of the class, taking all the notes right there. And then to get that toe tap right there, last foot, got a tap. And woo, fantastic. Tight ends, baby. So gosh dang good. All right, so Pat Fairmouth. Scoring touchdowns, helping touchdowns get scored and all that. And the Steelers are able to kind of win because of Pat Fairmouth. I mean, they barely moved the ball there to get into scoring position. And Fairmouth really got them there both times. So... Congratulations, Pat Frermuth. No stranger to the list. A C plus in week three. A B minus in week six. Unfortunately, didn't show off for tight ends day. Unfortunate. Did the Steelers even play last week? I don't remember. Whatever it was. Uh, but Pat Frermuth, this is an A. This is an A. Absolutely. Yeah, a if it was a little bit later in the fourth quarter, I think I'd go A+. plus. But this is a real solid A, absolutely, for his week eight performance. Well done, Pat Frermuth. And that's the end of our Tight End Tuesdays, folks. Like I said, real short list this week. Robert Tanyan, shout him out. Um, R, uh, not RIP, but uh, RII, rest in injury. Try to get try to get back quicker. Um, so, Robert Tanyan, give that man a big round of applause there. Thank you for your service this season. It was a pleasure to watch you. And let's shout out Tyler Croft and George Swain, or Jeff Swain, new additions to the list here. Uh, we'll see if they can kind of you know pick up pace here and try to catch uh, some of the big dogs out in front. And then uh, Pat Frermuth, like we said, no stranger to the list. So those are the tight ends that we have to shout out this week. All right, and then the last thing we have to do today is update our power rankings. All righty. Uh, week 8 is in the books. We saw everything, and we saw some great things by some teams and not so great things by other teams, and we have to start moving some teams accordingly on what we've seen this week. So this was the power rankings heading into this week. Packers at 10, Bills at 9, Ravens at 8, Bengals at 7, Titans at 6, Rams at 5, Raiders at 4, Bucks at 3, Cowboys at 2, and the Cardinals. Cardinals at number one.
Um, all right, so we're going to tell you which team we're going to move out of the top 10. We've only got one team moving out, so we have to bring one new team in. And then we'll go from 10 to 1, reordering the team. So the team we are going to move out of the top 10 this week is, unfortunately, the Bengals. They're number 7. They lost this week. We're not selling this team. We're still buying this team. But a real unfortunate loss here against the Jets that we're not weighing too much. But we saw a real great win. I want to really shout them out for a week. We'll see what the Bengals can do this week coming up to see if they can get back on track, which I'm sure they would. Once again, we're not selling this Bengals team and saying they're trash or anything, but not the best optics-wise, especially coming off that Ravens win and all that. So maybe let their down, uh, guard down a little bit against that Jets uh, game. Unfortunately, you know, Mike White, the backup quarterback, comes in and wins it. Um, so we are going to move the Bengals out. They would probably be number 11 here, so still right on pace to kind of get back in next week. So no more Bengals this week, unfortunate. Um, but uh, let's start at number 10 and reveal our new top 10. So here we go. New number 10 team. And this is the new team this week. And I'm going to shout this team out, folks. Am I crazy for this? You tell me. We're moving the Patriots to number 10, folks. They're getting it done. The defense is looking real good. Just beat the Chargers on the road last uh, this week. Fantastic. Mac Jones playing exceptional game manager football. And I'm loving what they're doing. They're getting the balls to the weapons. They're utilizing everybody. They're not just dinking and dunking. They're letting the offense come to them and the defense is putting that offense in some great positions right there and Bill Belichick has this team coached very well even though there's really no great like A1 tier play tier 1 players all over the field here so we're going to shout out this Patriots team folks they are getting it done Mac Jones man oh man what a great performance by him especially last week and all that he's not single-handedly winning them the games but that's not what we want to see from Mac Jones we just need him to be kind of a game manager here so far and that's exactly what he's doing always in these games you know went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Cowboys we give him credit for that so they're always just close they rarely get blown out and you know just Bill Belichick keeping it together defense Defensively, and Mac Jones helping out on the offensive side. So they beat the Chargers again after they blew them out last week after the Chargers coming off of the bye. So that's a win, folks. What a win. Patriots at 10. Alrighty, new number nine team, and this is unfortunate for this team. We're going to move it back a little bit here. Unfortunate. They were on a bye. Unfortunate, but we are going to move the Ravens back from eight to nine here. And, you know, just unfortunate. They were on a bye. They didn't get to prove themselves this week, and other teams actively proved themselves very, very well. So we still like this Ravens team. They're still a great team. All of that. We just haven't seen them this week. So we do have to move them back because of other great performances. Unfortunate. Um, all right. At least they're not out of the top ten, I should say. All right, new number 18, we move this team up a little bit, is the Packers. A real great win against the Cardinals. Should they have won? Probably shouldn't have won, but they did, so we still give them a little bit of credit. This is still a scrappy team. I don't really see them blowing out anybody. Robert Tanya now, that's definitely going to hurt him a little bit. He's their best tight end, so, you know, they still have Mercedes Lewis, but, you know, he's a little bit older, not as skillful, and that's not a knock or any disrespect, but not as skillful as Robert Tanyan. Um, so close games, that's what this Packers team does. I really still want to see if they have it in them to blow out a team, play flawless football uh, for full, four full quarters and not give, like, uh, give up anything defensively and have Aaron Rodgers just kind of get it done. So until they do that, we're probably not going to move them inside the top five, but who knows what happens. 
All right, new number seven team. No longer the Bengals. We're going to go the Bills. A real good win against the Dolphins. Struggled in the first half, but then they really found their footing offensively in the second half. And if we see, get to see more Josh Allen running, I can't wait to watch that. We're definitely going to watch that tomorrow on our Wednesday show. We're going to point that out. We love Josh Allen running the ball. They got it done in the red zone. They were moving the ball. The defense for this Bills team is so freaking fantastic. Um, you know, coming uh, coming off of the bye, didn't really miss a stop. You know, yeah, because they only put up three points in the first half, but that's we're not going to knock the Bills on that. The Dolphins-Bills, big rivalry, division opponents, all of that. Bills coming off of the bye. So, you know, you're not, you know, coming out flat, but, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, you haven't played football in a week. So getting back to that kind of tempo against this Dolphins defense, which you know, on paper, so good. Um, so, you know, but they got it done in the second half. Like we know this Bills team does. They are, you know, getting it really good, getting going in the second half. Uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, them kind of still keeping the door open in the first half, not really closing it out. But they get it done in the second half. And Josh Allen's looking fantastic. And the receivers are almost too unstoppable with just how the duo of Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley work because they're both so shifty and speedy and can get into, like, tight spaces and all of that. So, Bills defense is great. The offense is great. Josh Allen's playing great. Bills at seven. Alrighty, new number six team is not a new team. We are keeping the Titans at six. I don't know what to do with this Titans team now that Derrick Henry's out. So I'm going to let them show us. I don't want to overreact and say now this Titans team is trash 100% and move them back. I don't want to move them up. Yeah, they won. Fantastic. But it was against the Colts. We don't, we're not really that big into them. Uh, but, you know, also losing Derrick Henry. So we'll see. How can Adrian Peterson fill in? So this is going to be a test this week for the Titans. I don't want to move them. Up or down, good or bad, I want to see what they show us this coming week. Hopefully, we don't have to move them down, but we will if we need to. Titans are staying at six. Alrighty, new number five team. This team's moving back a little bit because we see this all the time by this team. Bucks just moved up to number three last week, coming back down to number five this week. Tom Brady with the interceptions. That's all it is. We know he does this. He did it uh, last season multiple times. He's still doing it here, and uh, that's just what you get. Tom Brady kind of goes a little crazy sometimes, whether you're actively um, hurting Tom Brady by kind of moving around at the line of scrimmage, pre-snap and all that. Maybe you're truly uh, throwing him off or if he's just making the wrong read himself or trying to be too cute or whatever it is I don't know if Tom Brady will admit that you're that you the defender is actively kind of making it hard for Tom Brady to work I don't know if he'll ever admit that but we still get the interceptions now we don't have to worry about this Bucks offense the defense is still solid uh, you know they scored 17 points off of the three turnovers so that's really why the, the the Saints were scoring so much the Bucks defense is still good it's still solid out there um, even with all the injuries this season and all that they're still getting it done in the offense like I said with Tom Brady it's almost unstoppable the only thing that the Bucks stopped themselves and they were still only down what was it like one two points um you know with Tom Brady throwing two inter or turning the ball over twice up until that last interception here so the Bucks just beat themselves and uh, that's why we have to move them back a little bit at five because we're still getting those same tendencies by uh Tom Brady Alrighty, new number four team. We're going the Raiders. Well, they're staying at number four here on the bye. Um, no, we don't have to move them back because we haven't really seen any any teams really be really great this uh, this week to kind of overtake them. We're still excited to see what this team can do off the bye. Um, I'm expecting like a 50-point performance. So Rich Misachi off the bye with this big offense, we think it could still get it done. Raiders stay at four. 
All right, then we're going to do a new number three team here. We're moving the Rams back up. A nice blowout win. Yeah, the Texans put up 22 points in the fourth quarter. Game is over. Non-competitive through, all throughout. Matthew Stafford getting it done. Um, unfortunately, losing Deshaun Jackson. I wish that didn't happen, but uh, we'll probably see it today. Both sides mutually looking to part. Um, offense is great. They just got um, uh, Von Miller. So once again, the rich get richer out here. So Rams looking great. The offense, I mean, almost flawless last week, just getting it done and uh, not letting the Texans really do anything to them. So Rams are great. We know this, folks. Rams at number three. And then we are going to switch the number one and number two team here. If the Cowboys lost this week, we wouldn't do this, but they won without Dak Prescott. That's impressive. From coaching um, to the defensive play to the receivers getting it done for Cooper Rush, uh, for Zeke to make that last play to put the team on his back at the last play of the game to kind of get them uh, the first down on third and 11. I shouldn't say last play of the game. On the third and 11 to get them uh, for the touchdown instead of settling for the field goal to tie the game and all that. What a great game all around there by the Cowboys to win without Dak Prescott. That's fantastic. Obviously, we still want to see Dak Prescott out there, but you know, one game here, one game there to kind of bring everybody together and still win. That is absolutely fantastic. And then we move the Cardinals down to number two. Unfortunate, like I said, should have probably won the Packers game. Um, you know, this is just is just because the Cowboys won without Dak. If they won with Dak, we probably still keep the Cowboys at two, but winning without Dak, I mean, that just speaks so much to leadership and how much everybody buys in and coaching and all that and they were on the road I mean it was everything folks huge huge shout out to this Cowboys team and then just unfortunate with the Cardinals just not AJ Green turning around looking for the ball that's the difference between the Cardinals in first and second that's really all it is so still big on this Cardinals team still fantastic and uh, we'll see if they can reclaim number one this week or if it's going to take a couple of weeks because the Cowboys now that they got number one it's going to be hard for them to lose it so our new uh, new top 10 heading into week 9. Patriots at 10, Ravens at 9, Packers at 8, Bills at 7, Titans at 6, Bucks at 5, Raiders at 4, Rams at 3, Cardinals at 2, and the Cowboys the number one team in the league. All right, that's going to do it for us today, but today is the trade deadline day. It is noon Eastern currently, and it uh, goes on till 4 o'clock. So let's quickly see, was there any trades? Texans are trading defensive end Charles Ominhu to the 49ers. Okay. Broncos are trying to make a deadline move for Kyle Fuller. Interesting. Um, anybody else getting traded? Any other rumors before we head out of here? And we'll have to talk about them tomorrow. What do we got? All right. Just the pass rusher from Houston is gone so far. Alrighty, folks, that is going to do it for us today. We're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, for our favorite day of the week, our Wednesday film study. Uh, definitely looking up uh, two of we'll watch. We'll watch Josh Allen running and plenty of other great things from this week. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We are back live tomorrow, noon Eastern. 